0: Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting.
1: Oh, being casually baked in the afternoons. What was the thing that you just called it? A, a reefer a, recap. A reefer recap. I love. I always get the best new terms and technology <laughs> of how to talk about cannabis with you. I love it.
0: I just make this shit up. And it sounds good. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. High time. We had a high time together. Hi y'all, I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. On today's podcast, we're meeting at the intersection of cannabis and relationships. If cannabis is part of your daily life, then it's likely to show up in your relationships in one way or another, from friendships to family and workplace dynamics to romantic partnerships and community connections. This is one of the reasons why I created the Love Mary Jane podcast where we deep dive on cannabis relationship questions and sticky situations. Matchmaker and dating coach Erin Biotta was in the studio with me to record an episode of Love Mary Jane on virtual dating. I asked her to stick around for a podcast doubleheader to tackle this question from a casually baked listener. Hi, Joe. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, especially episodes that feature more introspective topics. I'm hopeful you can provide some advice. I recently began using cannabis after it became legal in my state, mostly out of curiosity, and I found that it really helps with my anxiousness and overthinking. It has also brought me to realize that it may be helping me with some sort of underlying attention deficiency or hyperactivity that I wasn't necessarily aware of. After trying cannabis, I find I can actually focus on activities even extending into the day after consumption. But my partner is not necessarily supportive of my consumption. While my partner believes in the therapeutic effects of cannabis and is mostly of the same beliefs as me, she believes that I'm using cannabis as a means of escape and an excuse to not try other methods of dealing with anxiety. However, I find that cannabis puts me in the right mental space to actually do the things that relieve my anxiety, Like exercise, music, reading? How could I help bring my partner to terms with my consumption and bring about more of an understanding? Thank you so much, Keegan. So, scenarios like the one in this letter come up a lot in relationships where attitudes around cannabis differ, even ever so slightly, as Keegan points out. If you or someone you care about is navigating cannabis infused relationship issues, this podcast is for you. Such a high and if you're fighting chronic pain and inflammation then mj relief might be your new best friend mj relief is formulated with hemp-based cbd and provides an herbaceous solution for what aches and pains you at home or on the go With our functional tube design, you can avoid messy mishaps, overusing, and contamination from that, you know, double dipping finger thing that happens in the container. Order online at mjskinrelief.com. That's mjskin, r-e-l-i-e-f dot com. MJ Relief retail and wholesale orders are ready to ship in time for your holiday shopping. In my mind, there's no better gift than relief in a tube. Start making your list and checking it twice. All your friends and family. Come on, who could use a tube of MJ relief in their purse, their briefcase, nightstand, their gym bag, and don't forget to buy you one. That's how I Christmas shop. One for me, one for you. If you're an independent massage or physical therapist, yogi, or personal trainer, Consider becoming an MJ Relief wholesale partner and start your very own side hustle. Boutiques, spas, wellness clinics, and doctors' offices are also clutch partners. Email me at info at mjskinrelief.com and I'll share the deets of wholesale partnership. That's info at MJskinrelief.com. righty then. Now that MJ Relief is on the shopping list. Let's focus on finding relationship relief. So fire up something that gets those introspective juices flowing and settle in. It's time to get casually baked.
1: I got the bottle of wine, the high
0: dollar again. I got the West Coast smoke. Erin, I know you're used to seeing me on the set of Love Mary Jane. Strangely enough, the Casually Baked podcast set looks exactly the same.
1: (laughs) So you should feel right at home. Right at home with you.
0: Awesome. Well, I thought it would be good to have you on to answer this listener question that I got as a matchmaker and dating and relationship coach. You deal with these sorts of things a lot. So how could i help bring my partner to terms with my consumption and bring about more of an understanding you know that's the basis of the question and it is difficult to have differing opinions on something all of a sudden when you've been in a a wonderful functioning
1: relationship so where do we want to dive into this i know there's i think there's so many unique different ways of approaching lifestyle choices when it comes to consumption of cannabis, alcohol, psychedelics, because it's a it's a very personal experience and it can also be a really triggering experience for a lot of different people. You know, I think the first thing about this is just the vulnerability of being willing to have the tough conversations and to be able to approach them from a place of not needing to feel like you need to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if we're using anything, especially, you know, as our listener here who who wrote in is finding that cannabis is something that's really beneficial for helping with anxiety, um, that it's, it's something that she's using as a tool for herself, which is a medicine. And for me, I just imagine how...
0: Keegan is like, okay, I'm figuring this out. I'm feeling better. This is working for me. And then all of a sudden, it's causing problems in my relationship. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I've found something that works for me personally, but it's not working for my partner. And so that could be a really challenging place to be because I have to be able to love myself first before I can love and support anyone else. You know you you're not a huge cannabis consumer mm-hmm. you do consume. I think you might if we were putting ourselves in each of these people's shoes, I would definitely be in <laughs> Keegan's shoes. So you know any advice I have would be around her helping you know walk this person into the modern cannabis culture and lifestyle in teaching them about cannabis for wellness, finding a really great episode of Casually Baked the podcast that you think they might identify with and, and listening to it together. You know, those are the sorts of things, if I were Keegan, that I would be thinking about now, you being on the other side of that, what are some of the things that you would be thinking about that Keegan might need to take into consideration?
1: Right. Right. You know, the first thing that I really think comes to mind when someone that you love and care about and that you're in a partnership with um, tells you something is bothering them that for you is something that is special or that feels like is really helping you in some way, I think the immediate... Uh, response to that can sometimes be a constriction in your body, a feeling of feeling judged. Um, maybe you want to be defensive about why this thing is actually good for you and defending your experience. And so the the first thing I would want is to just kind of like, like, whew, okay, like feel that uh, trigger that's coming up in your dynamic with the person um, and choose to respond instead of having a a reaction to where you two are getting into some type of a a fight or a disagreement that's that's becoming a pattern for you in this can you take that place of feeling um judged or defensive and become curious with your partner so maybe maybe it is something of you know what is your experience of me when i'm consuming marijuana you know because i think that from my side of this, and I've seen this in relationship dynamics before when you know you had one person who was a pretty heavy cannabis user and someone else who was maybe an occasional user, sometimes the other person can sometimes feel isolated. Um, sometimes they can feel like maybe they don't have as much of an ability to have that emotional connection with you um, because they can feel you being in an altered state. Or they feel that maybe what you were using as a tool has now become a crutch. And so, really trying to take on and understand and empathize with where your partner's coming from and identifying where the problem is for them. So is it something personal where, you know, they had an experience with a parent growing up or or saw something that has influenced the way that they view cannabis in their world? Or is it that there's some small vulnerable desire of, um, oh, I, I feel hurt because I feel like somehow this takes away from something that we're having, you know, and if that's the case, and it is something along those lines. I think that that's where, in a partnership, you can learn how to create small adjustments so that both of you can be happy and that it's a mutual win-win. One thing that I thought of when you were saying all that is how,
0: as women, we don't want to not know how to do something. We don't want to be bad at something. And, and I'm talking very generally about where men, boys, you know, they don't want to see how deep the water is. They're just going to jump off the cliff into the water, you know? And like women were like, okay, let's watch like 20 people do this. (laughs) Like I want, I need to know exactly where I need to go, you know, how far out I need to jump. I just saw one girl's swimsuit top come off. So I got (laughs) to hold my boobs. We want to make sure we know. And so I think too, a lot of times if it is, around a substance, cannabis or any sort of psychedelics or anything. If one of the people is timid and doesn't understand it, it could be that they would totally try it if somebody held their hand and talked them through it or you know they don't know the right questions to ask. So instead of saying i'm just dumb at this and i don't have time to google it and i don't care enough to google it just figure out how you can talk to them about it on their level in their way on their terms and if it is a partner you know their nuances you know when they're in a great mood you know when they're curious you lean in when
1: they're feeling good yeah Yeah, it's definitely true. I I feel like I've seen so many different relationships go in different directions too from having this be a a point of contention in the dynamic. I used to work with a man and his girlfriend really was like, I don't like you when you're stoned. I just, I don't like you and I don't want to be around you. And he was like, okay, well, I'm happy to not consume when I'm with you but when I'm on my own, I want to be able to have that for myself because this is something that I enjoy doing. And it was like, it was such a hard no for her. See, and for me, I wouldn't have said I want to have that. I would say I will have that when I'm not with you. Right, right. And so I love this question. And I think it's also so particular to your personal dynamic and what's coming up for the other person. And, you know, I know in this particular case for this woman, um, I don't actually think that it was a valid request on her end. It it actually felt like it was coming from some deeper wounding that she wasn't able to identify within herself and then was projecting it on her partner's um, responsible use of cannabis in his life. And so I think that you've got to get really, really clear on yourself and get really, really honest with yourself if if someone you're in partnership is feeling like you're using this in a way that's not in your best interest to really take an inventory of yourself and find out is there any truth in that? And if there's not any truth in that for you to be able to help and guide them in their own experience of what's coming up for them. and if this is something that is important for you, like you were saying, I will continue to do this and I want to be able to be in connection with you so it can feel good for you as well. But being able to take that stand of saying, this is what I'm doing, this is a part of my lifestyle, and I want you to be in my life and in this experience with me, not necessarily in a consumption experience with them, but to be able to have that level of conversation.
0: And you know, one thing that you can do with someone who They have no desire to be high. They don't want to consume in that way. Even educating them about CBD. And then when you have your medicine, in order for it to still feel like you are in partnership and in alignment, when you take your THC tincture in the morning or whatever, you're like, babe, here's your CBD tincture. It's good for us. It is great for inflammation in our bodies. It is good to mentally relax us, so she could have the benefits of that. They could feel like this is still a an experience they're
1: having in tandem, but one's consuming THC and one's consuming CBD. Yeah, yeah, I think that shared shared experience can can often be part of of what's coming up, you know. But w- with any and situation. great CBD
0: joints now, I mean, if they're willing to combust, you could have a regular cannabis joint. They could have a hemp CBD joint. Like there are ways we can get creative and, you know, everybody still be participating in the activity. Yeah. Oh God, I still get that
1: placebo effect sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Well, that lightness of being is powerful. It really, really is. You know, she's a beautiful teacher. Yes. Yeah. Well, what
0: else can we tell Keegan, I, we just start wormholing and I forget
1: the things that we talk about. <laughs> in my mind, I think it's that first step of the clarity of yourself, getting clear on your own, you know usage of cannabis, your your intentions for using it, how you feel you're, you're relating to it within yourself.
0: Ooh, Okay, another great idea. Keep a dosage tracker. If she's concerned that you're using it to check out instead of check in, If you keep a dosage tracker of what you're taking, when, how often you're going to the store and buying it, and you're not doing it so that, you know, big brother can look over your shoulder and, but it's so that you can be aware of your consumption and have peace of mind and nip this shit in the bud. Yes. Yes. Keep going, Erin.
1: I'm going to keep interrupting you as I have ideas. I can't help oh, myself. so good. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. You've got like these, you've always have these like awesome little lines like that. And I'm just like, damn, you always come up with them right on the spot. It's that casually baked lifestyle that just That's brings right. them to the surface. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so I, I think it's that, that clarity within yourself. And I think that Approaching any conversation that you're having or someone else is feeling threatened, anxious, um, misunderstanding your relationship with cannabis, you have got to check in with yourself first and get crystal clear on your needs, your desires, your own consumption. And then from there, being able to approach the conversation with curiosity and and to me actually approval for where the other person is at you know if this is someone that you really do love and you know if this is impacting them to be able to say oh like I want to get curious and have approval for where you are because I think that if you want to help guide someone into understanding your experience you you have to be in approval of where they're at as well because if you approach it and you're already making the other person wrong for how they're feeling all you're going to be met with is is defensiveness yeah totally Um, I remember, you know, in the matchmaking world,
0: meet them where they are.
1: Yeah, meet them where they are, you know. And so if this person is having that experience, you know, it can even be a thing of like, wow, you know, I'm really, I'm really sorry that you're feeling this way. I want to really understand what's coming up for you. And I, I will add this to the tale of that.
0: Don't let this be a hamster wheel, though. Like, you shouldn't have to have this conversation over and over and over and over. Like, this is a conversation that you can have as a grown-up who is making healthy wellness choices for yourself and choosing plant medicine over pharmaceuticals. That is a thoughtful approach to health and wellness And you don't have to defend that every time you consume. So making sure that you are thoughtful and considerate and meet them where they are and speak with loving kindness and compassion, but you are your own advocate and you have to stand up for what you want and what works for you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if they can't get on board with that, then that's not your person.
1: And that's okay. Because there are a lot of really cool people that are cool with cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree. You definitely need to be your own advocate. I think that that's that thing, though, where like in any dynamic where we see some kind of a hamster wheel or there's some repeating pattern where it's like, geez, we're having this conversation over and over, you're most likely not touching on the root. Because if you touch on the root of something, you're going to know whether are we actually incompatible here and need to let each other go. Or is this actually an opportunity for one person to find some healing and some truth and the, the deep level of intimacy and connection that happens through vulnerability of, of admitting like, wow, actually I had this other experience. And now now I am kind of having that same thing come up with you and finding those ways of healing that to change the way that we're relating to that person um, versus just continuing to communicate through triggers and story that are just going to keep that same dynamic coming up over and over and over again. Yes, absolutely. And I will
0: say that if you are living a highly responsible lifestyle where you are honoring yourself, your body, your relationships, your community, when you're doing all of those things, whether or not your partner believes in cannabis, they are going to start noticing you and how you move through the world and how you are engaging with them and how much more thoughtful and considerate you are and and you will be able to walk the walk and and show them over time. Now, if on the other hand, you do actually check out a little bit and you didn't really notice it, but now she's calling you on it, then that's when you're like okay how do i dial in my relationship with cannabis
1: to respect my relationship with my partner yes i think you nailed it right there you know that's that's really the the spot and that sweet spot and just knowing too i think that our relationships with with substances can change you know i've I've definitely had up times when I've used things to check out before and I don't, I'm not actually mad at myself. Sometimes like that's just where I was at, but you know, we're, we're ever changing beings and what might work for our lifestyle at one point in our lives might end up changing and shifting and evolving and growing. And so, you know, just having some compassion for yourself and flexibility for where you're at, you know, there's not, not everything is black and white. No, and as fast as the world is changing and hell, here in
0: Oakland, psychedelics are legal. Me as someone who's leaned on cannabis for over 20 years of my life, now I'm starting to experiment with other substances. And, you know, so you have to allow yourself the space to evolve how you are, you know, taking control of your health and well-being. And of course, if you're in relationship with someone else you may be dragging them on journeys that they're not quite ready for because you're an early adopter of a lifestyle or an idea that hasn't quite been vetted by enough people and doesn't have all the seals of approval from the, you know, federal government. So, you know, are you a leading edge person or are you somebody who's slower to take things on? Like that also can end up being a compatibility issue.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, with the right, With the right communication, it can also just be a thing of understanding that you work differently than your partner, you know. And it's, it it really is to me, everything comes down to our ability to communicate our needs, to understand what's important to us, and, you know, to be able to still have our sovereignty within our relationships and have our partner respect our choices when we know that they're coming from a place of truly being aligned with what's real for us.
0: And we're all on our own journeys. Mm-hmm. And we're all on really cool fucking journeys. And we're learning lessons at different rates, at different times, around different corners, behind different doors. And we we can't judge anyone else for where they are in their experience. But that's what makes being a human so much fun. Like this whole thing, it's a game. It's a game. You should be having fun with it. And, you know, I think being able to have more curious conversations with your partner is a way more fun way to be in relationship than having a lot of, like, really fucking serious conversations all the time.
1: Definitely. You
0: know, like, you can have these serious conversations, but make them fun and interesting and curious and a a place to learn more about yourself and about cannabis and whatever it is you're talking about and your partner, like have fun with it. Otherwise, what the fuck's the point?
1: Yep. I always, I think that a lot of people, there's like this really intense need to be right. Oh, you know. And we're seeing it so yes. much play out just oh, over so many ways um, that our society has, uh, well, we're not going to go down that path, but I I love this saying that, you know, do you want to be right or do you want to be connected? Yeah. And I always, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same,
1: same, really. Right. Yeah. So Keegan, I'd love to hear how this playful, curious conversation potentially plays out uh, with your significant other and how it might end up shifting uh, the dynamic to how they're relating to you using this medicine in your life.
0: Absolutely. And I think Keegan will let us know. I've exchanged an email or two. So I know that Keegan's a communicator. All right. But I, I love it. And I think that there are always opportunities in all of the contrast that we come up against in our life. And, you know, one of the things that I'm really, there's a lot of contrast happening for me in 2020. And I think probably for so many people, but allowing myself to move through it in a curious manner where I am just like, okay, well, I can't get kicked out of my life. I don't get killed if I don't get all this stuff right. Like, that's not how this works. And so just being completely open and unattached, I feel like that's the biggest thing is, Being able to not attach the significance to the names, the faces, the places. Like, how do you want to feel, Keegan, in your relationship? How do you want your partner to respond to your newfound, wonderful relationship with Cannabis for Wellness? Focus on all of those things that you want and know that even her – Bringing it up to you, that contrast of her not wanting you to have this thing that feels so good to you now, that contrast is important. Getting curious about it and diving into it. You know, I think you sending the email is you doing exactly that. So just know you're doing all the right things. Mm. Way to go. High five to you. And, you know, you're listening to Casually Baked. So you really care about being highly responsible. I think you're a rock star, Keegan. (laughs) this totally felt like a love mary jane episode it did i love it but she messaged me on casually baked so casually baked tribe if you're picking up what we're putting down here head over to love mary jane it is a podcast well it's actually just supposed to be a podcast with (laughs) uh the lovely aaron beata shows up over there all the time with me so if you've appreciated our conversation maybe go over and subscribe to that channel.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of great quarantine, dating, lifestyle guides there and tips and tricks for the intense relationship playground it is right now. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out,
0: Aaron. Is there any parting words? Uh, Tell people how to get in touch with you. They want a matchmaker,
1: dating coach. Definitely. We work with singles throughout the West Coast over at www.erinbeata.com, E-R-I-N-B-E-A-T-A. You can go ahead and make yourself a complimentary profile in our network and check out one of our live virtual events. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, Erin. It's so great to see you, Joe. Thanks so much.
0: After that conversation, I hope you're inspired to check in with yourself and your relationships. Keegan, thank you so much for sharing your experience so that all of us could have this important dialogue. And if you, uh uh-huh, you, my friend, if you dig my armchair life coaching, head over to lovemaryjane.net and submit your cannabis-infused relationship question or sticky situation. If this or another episode of Casually Baked really resonates with you, I encourage you to share it with someone you love. Let the podcast crack open the door to a different perspective on cannabis. You can also help me spread the good word by rating and reviewing Casually Baked the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'm telling you, that tiny action that takes you like a few seconds is a huge help for others seeking highly responsible cannabis content. Together, let's keep this smart dialogue flowing and expanding. Email your canna-curious questions through the website at casuallybaked.com or DM me on social. I'm at casuallybaked on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're like me and you've replaced the boob tube with the YouTube, be sure to subscribe to my Casually Baked channel. And what do you say you become a podcast patron for $5 per month if you appreciate my cannabis-infused signature on the world? Visit patreon.com backslash casuallybaked and puff puff, pass it on. Casually Baked the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and mixing performed by Q9 Productions. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's Top 100 Influencers in Cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.